Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Not much. Um, just lots of stuff going on. We had a fashion show yesterday. We had um, a party for Black graduation. It's been like a very fun, wholesome weekend. How about you? Um, yeah, I had fun this weekend. I think that um, we're just all ready or not ready for graduation. Um, and I realized this week that half of my friends are moving to Europe after graduation, which I'm still reconciling with. But other than that, I've been having a great time. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I mean, as you guys know, we have been very busy with graduation. So sorry we haven't been as inconsistent of a schedule, but we have a great interview for y'all this week. We are going to be talking to Misan Jix over a cortado. Great, let's get started. Today I chose a Cortado because um, usually when I go to fancy coffee shops, um, the drinks that are like cheaper are like the smaller drinks, um, such as the Cortado. And so it makes me feel fancy because I'm still ordering from this nice coffee shop, but I'm not spending like $5 on a latte. You know what I mean? Um, so one of those drinks is a cortado. If you don't know, a cortado is an espresso drink with equal parts espresso and sea milk. Um, and yeah, shout out to all my friends who are going to be in Europe because I feel like they drink this in Europe a lot. Actually, I don't know. So don't quote me on that. But um, it's a fun drink, coffee drink to get when you don't want to spend like hella money at your local coffee shop. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like with Cortados, it's like grow up. Like, come on, we can do better than this. Like, what, what is this? That's how I feel. Thank you, Sam. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but moving into today's interview, we're going to be talking to an incredible, incredible artist today. Um, their name is Misan Jix, and they're out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, like I said, this is a bit of a throwback. So about a month ago, I was actually in Omaha and saw them perform. Um, it was an incredible performance. Seeing them live is a, a, a wild experience in general. And the thing that we're going to talk to them today about is actually a live album. So we're going to talk about some of the intricacies of that album specifically. Um, and if you're looking for some comparisons, there's definitely like jazzy elements, rocky elements, kind of hiatus coyote like vibe. So if that sounds like something that'll interest you, definitely check them out. And we're going to talk to them all about what it was like um, spending time in Omaha and their artistic process. Great. Should we call them up right now? Yep. Let's call them up. Oh my gosh. Hello. Hi. <laughs> hey what's how, up i how, didn't expect to see you two i didn't know what you looked like <laughs> were, were you expecting, expecting to see <laughs> i don't know just some energy uh <laughs> particles or something 
<laughs> I guess we're kind of like energy particles, just <laughs> organized right. a little differently. <laughs> Hi. But thank you so much for taking the time to um, sit down and talk with us. We really appreciate it. How was the mini tour? It seemed like such an exciting environment and I had a ton of fun, but how was it for you? Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I, I've never done a line of shows like that in different cities. That was the first time I've done that with Misan Jigs, like any iteration of the project. And so um, I'm so glad that that happened. Um, and I'm so, so glad that we went with our friends, Thick Paint, who's um, there, an Omaha-based band. A couple of their <clears throat> band members live in Atlanta, but they're rooted, I think, their roots are Omaha. Um, so that was really great to go on the road with, with friends from the same city and uh, experience new cities together and uh, get to know artists in those cities together um, and just like feel that support. Like it was really, really great. But man, I, it's Wednesday, Thursday today, and we were on the road for five days. We started in Lincoln, Nebraska, where I'm from. Um, that's where I went to high school. And we played at Zoo Bar and that's always a fun trip. And then you saw us at Reverb Lounge on Wednesday. And then after Reverb Lounge, we went to Lawrence, Kansas and played Replay Lounge and then Mini Bar in Kansas City and uh, ended the tour at Off Broadway in St. Louis, Missouri. And that was incredible. All of those shows were so fun. I feel like they can they continue to like bring bigger energy each night. Um, each show just had like more and more energy. And I feel like um, for me and my quartet, we, uh, I feel like we just continue to like tap into something outside of ourselves um, each night. So I, I have nothing but good to say about the tour. I think the only like, bit of critique that I'm offering myself is like, we need a driver. <laughs> we need somebody to drive because it was pretty exhausting um, driving into Lawrence, Kansas and then playing that night. Um, but yeah, had so much fun. Yeah, I never actually think about the driving aspect, I guess. I just assume that you just get to places, but that would be pretty exhausting. Like yes having to drive and then perform like mm. yeah my mind just like skipped that part of touring um but also speaking of touring um I know that your music is quite different like at least at surface level than um thick paint um oh. and we were wondering like what was it like um like touring with them so lovely I they're incredible um I feel like before we uh, organized this tour together, because much of the tour was possible because Graham, who's the um, lead guitarist, vocalist in that band, and I, and Amin, who's the 
other guitarists in their band, we were in a text thread, like starting, we started talking about this tour in December last year. And so there was a lot of support between the three of us and, um, you know, we all made it, we all made it possible, but um, yeah, I've been a fan of them for a while. And I think being on tour with them, I, I fell even more in love with, with them um, as a band, as a project, as um, people, like their music is really good. I love Graham's songwriting and um, his voice. And um, I know that what me and me Sanjik bring um, is very different um, from what they bring, but I, yeah, I feel like it made sense on a tour on this, this tour, this mini tour, like what, what we offered, um, through our, our performances. Like I, I really enjoy like going to a show and, and catching, um, a band that might be really different from like the headliner or, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's nice to have, have, have that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that, um, Misanjix isn't always a four piece. Um, it like kind of varies in the amount of people that are in the project, right? Could you talk about how the music differs when you're working with a full band versus solo? Um, and how does that influence your output in general? Hmm. Thank you for that question. I feel like it's taken me a while to really like accept that that's what Misanjix is, is this very complex, um, multiplistic is that the word I'm looking for um it is yeah multiplistic um complex um yeah it changes she changes every time um the quartet is really exciting because um that's that's my nearest experience with Misanjix is through the quartet on the tour. And the quartet has not always been who's currently in that lineup, but that's who um, is in the quartet right now. Um, Yeah, solo, my solo performances are still really new too. And solo performances for me, Sanjix, um look like me on keys and vocals. And the last time I did a solo performance was in no, yeah, November, no, September last year here in Omaha at the Kineco. It's an art gallery. Um, and I, when I perform solo, I also incorporate visuals um and that's what I did at Kineco uh those sets are really intimate and scary (laughs) and I'm still learning how to um step into her fully but those that's what that is and then I sometimes play 
um, as a duo. So that could be me and um, Miles Jasnowski is the guitar player who I've been playing with off and on for the last five, six years. And that's a, a familiar duo um, experience for me, Sonjigs. I've also played um, duo with Jacob Sorensen, who's the bass player in my band. Um, I'm also open to doing duo however I want. Um, I've, uh, I've thought about like doing duo with like a poet. There are many things that I want to try with, with these iterations, but those are most familiar like guitar or bass with me on keys and vocals. And then trio has taken on many forms. Like I've played with um, John Evans, who's a, a drummer who's from Omaha now living in Florida and Nate Assad, the keyboardist who I went on tour with. Um, and trio takes on many forms depending on who's available and who's who's in it. And then, uh, yeah, quartet and full band. Full band for me, for me, Sanjix is where I have vocals, keys, guitar, bass, and drums. But again, like it could always change. It just depends on who's who's in it, you know. Um, and also we were wondering, like, during the pandemic, was that like an interruption um, for you and your band? Or were you able to like still create and like perform um, during like this time? Yeah, it wasn't an interruption. It was more of a like, okay, let's, let's strategize. Let's figure out how we can um, still do this. So during the pandemic, I was playing I wasn't playing really at all, but when I did um, take on like a virtual performance or something like that, it was either solo or with my trio. And the trio at that time was um, specifically John Evans and Nate Assad. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't an interruption. It was just like a, a moment to, yeah, shapeshift a little bit and figure out what made the most sense for us at that time. And that year it was, yeah, virtual performances and um, yeah, scaling all the way down, not playing as much as we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to talk a little bit about the live album. Um, it's just like so beautifully recorded and it sounds incredible. And I know that you've been performing um, motion for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and a I was just- too long. Sorry? A little too long. <laughs> Are you tired of it? I I complain about it, but I, I still love singing it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, well, it's a beautiful <laughs> track. It was my first time hearing it um, last weekend. Um, and I was just wondering, how has it changed between when you first started performing it and it's like version on the live album? Mm. Ooh, so background on motion, that song was written with Miles and he and I, he and I met at the mill, which is this coffee shop in Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't remember what year it was. I want to say it was like 20, 
2015 or 2016 and I had this melody in my head and he and I met and he brought his acoustic guitar and we sat outside and I hummed this melody something like that and then um he knew exactly what to do and he he arranged motion and I and I wrote the lyrics and wrote the song and um like the first two years of performing motion it was very uh yeah exciting because it was it's a great song and for a while um miles would sing the the verse the first verse that i sing um and that was cool um and on the record on the live album he's he's uh singing some background vocals which is always so sweet and nice um but yeah it's 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 changed a little bit. I, I would say that it's still very much as it was when we wrote it together a few years ago, um, a sweet, sweet melody. I, I really like how it takes on a different um, quality depending on who's playing it. Like when it's just Miles and I, it's very like intimate and sweet and and then if it's like full band, like it is on the live album, it's like got so much, so much uh, layer and sound and um, yeah, it takes on a different form depending on who's playing it. Yeah. I've yeah. never done it solo. I can't do it solo because I don't know. I don't know it solo um, and that's all right. Yeah, it was kind of a party, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> It is. It is a party. Um, and then also you say towards the end of the album in the interview portion that like music is what helps you get to a place of healing. And we were wondering, do you have any like early experiences with music that form mm. that conception for you? Mm, I love this question. Uh, yes, I do. Of course I do. Um so when I, I think my earliest memory of music is when I was three, I, I hummed a lot. I would hum. And um, I remember at three years old, my dad would come home from work and lay his head in my lap and I would just hum, just like any old tune. And uh, so that's my earliest memory of, of, of music. And my parents played really great music all throughout my childhood, um, at home, in the car, um, always. They, they introduced really great music to me um, early on. And so, yes, music is great. Was there any of that music that especially influenced you growing up? Mm. Yeah, I'd say all of it. All of it, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so 
my first cassette tape <laughs> was um I think it was Gloria Estefan or Whitney Houston but I I had cassette tapes like at an early age like seven or eight years old and I had a Walkman and I would just walk around and listen to these cassette tapes, rewind them and like learn the lyrics and learn what the singers were doing and just like sing. Um, so yeah, Whitney Houston, Gloria Estefan, Mariah Carey, my dad would play uh, Parliament, he'd play Kirk Franklin. Um, <clears throat> yeah. All of those 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 influences for sure. I think show up in what I do, what we do as misanjiks in little ways for sure. Definitely. Um, and I guess something that else that I noticed, like especially in the live album, is kind of like you do a lot of really interesting and cool storytelling. And mm -hmm. one example, I guess, is the song Jane. Could you talk about how that song came together and like what the story kind of means to you? Sure. Ooh, Jane is super fierce. I, oh, when Jane came to me, I, I was walking. Um, and I should also say, yeah, Jane is a part of this like uh, character song series that started in 2018 um where yeah i took this idea and made it more of a concept um the idea was i'm going to start writing more um narrative based songs like outside of my experience or at least that was a goal and then like when i got to jane i learned that um i was just I was writing from my own experience, but giving, giving um, it a, a new name. Um, so Jane, Jane is is still very tied to my own lived experience with love and like romance. Um, it's just a, a character, I guess. I, yeah, one of my characters, maybe. Um, Yes. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What was the question? I mean, you pretty much answered the question. <laughs> just how it came together and you're um, like thinking about the song. But yeah, totally. Thank you. Um, sort of like on a different note, um, <clears throat> we heard that you also like do a lot of organizing around the city and we were wondering like, um, if you could talk about how that overlaps with like your music and like creating. Yeah. I feel like organizing for me has kind of been in and out. I think for a really long time, I was like community organizing specifically. Um, I felt a pressure to do it. And now I feel a little bit more, um, Mm. yeah like like it's necessary like to organize um and create in collaboration with artists who are here 
is the necessary thing um, rather than like uh, putting this pressure to like, uh, I don't know. Mm. Do it because I'm a black person. Like I'm doing it because I, I need to, like I, I need to organize with my friends and um, I need to create spaces for us that feel safe because I want to, and I want to live that way with my friends. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel, I feel a little bit uh, less attached to other people's expectations that, um, that I think I was attached to when it comes to like organizing and I'm doing it more because I um, want to. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, and kind of like on the note of like attachment to community in general, I know that you briefly moved to Chicago. Is mm. there, and like, I think you pretty quickly came back. Um, is there, what, or what motivated the move out and like do you what what has brought you back to the Omaha area noticing patterns within myself when you say that because I so I was in Chicago um 20 2009 to 2014 so I was there for oh well. yeah that's not quick I'm sorry <laughs> yeah no, no no I I did move to Kansas City though recently um last July and just moved back to Omaha. So I've been like in and out of the uh, Midwest a lot, different cities. Um, um, I really love Chicago. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about music and um, like different approaches to music while living there. And I was introduced to artists uh, who I'm still really big fans of and who are my friends um, who continue to like inspire me to do what I'm doing as Misanjix, as a performing artist. And um, so I'm so glad that I made that move when I did. And I'm glad that I came back to when I did. Um, Kansas City is really cool too. Um, I moved out there last July because of a job offer and uh, I, I moved back to Omaha because my heart was like, girl, you need to chill for a little bit. You need to, yeah, ground yourself a little bit. And not that I wasn't finding ground in Kansas City. It's just kind of like the musicians that I love and that I love playing with live here and it's a little bit more accessible for me to um, create. Um, and in Kansas City, it's not like I couldn't have done that, but I think I would have been starting from um, the ground up a little bit and there's nothing wrong with that either, but I just, yeah, I was following my heart and moving back to Omaha when I, when I did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't imagine, or I can't really see myself like staying in one place ever. I, I just know that like having 
a base like home base, which is here in Omaha for me is really important at this point in my career as a performing artist. And so um, that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems like just like such a like vibrant arts community that you're part of um, too, which is say. And I guess one thing that I was wondering is the live album is incredible, but a lot of these songs seem like they're no other place than live. Do you have plans on <laughs> releasing them in more of like a studio setting? Yes, definitely. I would love to um, record the character songs on that album, um, which are August, Manchester, and Jane. And there are a few others that weren't recorded on the live album that I want to have on that um, recording. Um, I think all of them deserve a little bit more attention in the studio and, well, not all of them. <laughs> For sure, August and Jane and Funny and uh, maybe like a couple others, but yeah, like Motion, I'm, I'm, I'm done with her. I don't want to record her again. And like Fly, that was fun. Um, but don't want to do studio time with, with her. Um, yeah, there are a few. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, I love her, but I don't want to spend more time with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Super the valid. truth. Super mm -hmm. valid. Um, and our last question is just um, like, should we be looking for something next? Are you looking forward to anything um, that's coming up or working on anything? Oh, yes. I have plans to record this feature track. Um, my friend Nick Brown, who's a producer and multi-instrumentalist artist um, who's in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, produced this track and I wrote a song um, called Mary of Magdala. And I'm planning to record that in April with him and uh, Jacob Sorensen and Miles Jesnowski. Um, yeah, so look out for that. That should be coming. And then I also have um, another project that I need to get done. Yeah, that will be coming, will be coming this summer too. So lots to record and lots coming your way. Can't stop the train. It's coming. Lots going on. We're, well, we're so excited to like listen to everything. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you both. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Mi Sun Jix and check out their album live from Holzer House. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Cube. See you next week.